0: Welcome to the Musa Stories podcast, delivering short, compelling stories designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Hello, children, and welcome to Musa Stories. The principal of the hater has called for a special assembly. All of the boys are in the dining room. The principal has a stern, serious look on his face. He says, Boys, I have called an assembly before the next recess to explain to you all a new school rule. No playing kickball against the school wall. We just had all of the broken light fixtures replaced. It costed us a lot of money. Boys have not been careful enough to kick the ball low under the fixtures, and most of them were knocked out from the ball playing. From now on, use only the wall that was built for playing at the handball court. You know, the one on the other side of the football field? Is that understood? Any questions? No? Okay, dismissed. And with that, all of the boys went out to play. Fine? Good. End of chapter one. Chapter two goes like this. You are now in the classroom, and the Rebbe is teaching Pashas the zos He says, kids, can anyone explain the strange order of Moshe Rabbeinu's brachas? Here he's coming to bless each shevet. and look, Reuven's first, okay, he's the oldest. Then Yehuda gets a bracha? He was born fourth. Okay, Levi third, that could make sense. But why skip Shimon? And then Binyamin? Yosef? Zvulun and Yusachar, Then God, Don, Naphtali, and Oshe? What's the order here? And can anyone find Shimon? His shevet doesn't appear at all. Where's his bracha? We have a lot of explaining to do, kids. But for this lesson, I'll explain why Moshe Rabbeinu could not separate Ruvein and Yehuda. No way! Ruvain and Yehuda must stay right next to each other, and they deserve to be the first ones to get Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha. Because this is the mitzvah that Reuven and Yehuda had, they both admitted their guilt. That means Reuven and Yehuda had both done a similar Aveira separately. That's okay. Sadikim sometimes do averas as well, but to step up and announce, "It was my fault. I sinned," in a case that no one else knew, so they could have kept quiet. That is a mitzvah. A hard mitzvah. Because it's embarrassing. And now, class, I'll tell you how it happened. First, with Reuven. As you know, he was Leah and Yaakov's firstborn son. But Yaakov had other wives. And Yaakov's main wife was Rachel. And there was also Bila and Zilpah. Where does a man with four wives live? He takes turns visiting each one. Each wife had her own tent where she kept her furniture and she raised her own children. Yaakov showed that Rochel was his main wife by keeping his own furniture in Rochel's tent. But then Rochel died, right? Remember? While she gave birth to Benjamin, Rachel died suddenly. So she doesn't need a tent anymore. They folded up Rachel's tent and they put it away. But what about Yaakov's furniture? Now, where will he keep his furniture? Yaakov decided to move all his furniture into Billa's tent. Maybe because Billa, Rachel's maid, was going to be raising Rachel's babies, Rachel's children, Yosef and baby Benyamin, who will take care of them. Billa will. But Billa wasn't a full wife to Yaakov. Ruvain thought his mother Leah would feel ashamed to be only secondly important to Rachel's maid? It was hard enough for Leah to feel second to Rachel herself. But now Roch has gone. Reuven didn't ask first. It wasn't his business. But he went and he removed his father's furniture from Billa's tent and he put it in Tulea's tent. This was an Avera. And Reuven almost lost the right to be one of the holy shvatim. But he was feeling bad about his wrong deed. Just he couldn't get up the courage to admit it until the story happened with Yehuda. A little while later, Yehuda did an avera. It wasn't really an avera. He married Tamar without realizing that it was Tamar. She wore a disguise. Hashem really wanted Yehuda to marry Tamar, but Yehuda thought that she was someone else who he was not allowed to marry. In his mind, Yehuda was doing an avera, and no one knew about it except for Tamar. People knew Tamar was married because she was going to have twin babies. So everyone knew that Tamar was married, but to who? Finally, Tamar asked Yehuda to admit it because she didn't want to embarrass Yehuda. We spoke about this in Parshas Vayeshev. How good Tamar was, but now it's time for Yehuda to shine. And yes, Yehuda got up the courage in front of all of his students and all of his family and friends, and he admitted it. He said, Tzodka me many." I was not so righteous. Yehuda was so embarrassed. But Yehuda knew that it was worth it, a very great mitzvah, to admit that you made a mistake. So now Reuven heard it. Reuven thought, What? Yehuda could have saved himself from shame. And there he goes taking the blame for something wrong he did in public? Wow. He's my little brother. If Yehuda can do it, I can do it too. And Ruvain then stepped up and said, Bilbalti Yitzui Ovi. I messed up my father's furniture. Hashem was watching down from Shamayim and was so proud of these two tzaddikim. They admitted their sins. And because of this, Ruvain remained the first of the 12 shmatim, And Yehuda, because of this, admitting Got the schus of having Malchus based David come from him. That's King David's family, all the way down to the righteous Mashiach. They all come from Shevet Yehuda. And Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that when he comes to bless the Shvatim, do not separate Ruvain and Yehuda. So that's the explanation of why Yehuda's bracha comes right after Ruvain's. That's what the Rebbe explained to the boys in class. And now, Time for chapter three. So you went out for another recess with your friends and your kickball. One friend forgot and started kicking the ball against the school wall. You remembered, and it's your ball. But you think it's such a pain to go all the way out to the handball court. So you figure nothing will happen. We'll play kickball here against the school building for a little while. And with that, you kick the ball. A hard one. Uh Uh-oh. There it goes. Too high. And smash! It broke a brand new light fixture. You gasp. Huh? I'm in trouble now, you think. Well, not necessarily. It's just my three friends, Chaim, Menachem, and Elazar. They won't tell anyone. So you motion to your friends to keep it quiet, and you all run out and continue playing at the handball court. But after recess, when you all file back into the classroom and settle down, the principal walks in. Uh Uh-oh. The principal wants to know who kicked the ball and broke the light outside. Silence. You try to hide the squirming in your seat. You are having an internal struggle. You know none of your friends will tell on you. It's up to you to step forward. The Rebbe is also looking into everyone's eyes with a little smile on his face. The principal says, I am waiting a few more minutes to allow the culprit to get up the courage to admit it. That does it, you think. The Rebbe just spoke about this with Ruvain and Judah. Your heart is pounding and your face is red as you stand up and say, Mr. Principal, it was me. I'm ashamed to say that I broke a brand new light fixture and that I broke the brand new school rule. Wow, says the Rebbe. Mr. Principal, we have in this classroom a modern day tzaddik on the level of Reuven ben Yaakov and Yehuda ben Yaakov. What a mitzvah, what a mitzvah. To admit your sin when it causes you embarrassment? You're a real godol. I'm so proud of you. And that's the end of the story. For more stories, visit our website, mosherstories.com <laughs>